Hey, welcome back. So I want to take some time today to talk about the, you know, really the colossal move in the silver market over, you know, just the last week or so. And I'm not talking about the price action. I'm talking about the the massive amount of demand that we've seen for silver again in the last week. You know, on the price side, we did see the big gap, gap up on fr- uh, on Sunday uh, night, uh, which kind of persisted into Monday, uh, and, and that followed a pretty significant move up on on Friday and I think Thursday of the previous week. Uh, of course, now you know much of those gains have been given back. Uh, so on the paper, you know, spot price and and the futures markets, they have come down pretty considerably. And, and I think that they are uh, at a high risk of really ignoring the, the current fundamentals for silver, which exist in the demand space. And, and that's what I really want to talk about in terms of this colossal move, not by silver in terms of, of paper price, but into silver. And, and I'm not even necessarily talking about the SLV. Now, I do want to start by talking about the SLV. More so when I'm talking about this colossal move, I'm talking about physical silver. We'll get to that in a second. I think that is really what we need to keep our eyes on. But I do want to take some time to talk about the SLV first. The SLV, of course, is the iShares Silver Trust uh, run by by BlackRock, I believe. JP Morgan is the, I think, the custodian of the account. Or, I, I forget who or what their relation is to it. Um, but the uh, but SLV is, is an account is a is the largest you know silver account uh, or, or ETF that is backed by uh, supposedly backed by silver this isn't silver that you and I can really take delivery on you have to be like a registered uh, uh broker it, it's not something that you and I would generally take delivery on um it's it's a uh, it's something that I think rarely is you know something that that people take delivery on but it is linked to you know the price of silver and it is supposedly backed by silver now i do say supposedly uh, because you have to understand that that some of the moves in, in into slv in the last you know week or so are astounding in their scale and they certainly would would look like something that that you couldn't do in physical terms but only paper terms now this is actually a, a tweet uh, thread that was put out by a Bob Coleman. He's at Profits Plus ID on Twitter, and he's talking about the the size of this move into SLV. Uh, quote: This is from his tweet thread. Quote: To put this in perspective, since one twenty eight, so January twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, hundred eighteen million four hundred fifty thousand new shares have been created for the SLV ETF. They're, by the way, this is an aside. They're not backed one to one, you know, one ounce per. It's it's actually less than one ounce. So this is a prox. He goes on. This is a prox, approximately a hundred and ten million forty thousand and fifty silver silver ounces. So again, eleven. Uh, sorry, not eleven million. hundred and ten million silver ounces of new shares that have been created by the SLV. Now, when the SLV creates new shares, they're essentially purchasing silver to back their shares, meaning they purchased 110 million new shares, or sorry, a, a new ounces of silver in less than a week's time. This is, this is January 28th. This is equivalent, he goes on, this is equivalent to 73% of the total inventory and the registered category of the COMEX, and this is only one ETF. This is ignoring other smaller silver ETFs as well as PSLV, which is a closed-end fund run by uh, Sprott 
Sprott money, Eric Sprott, um, which, you know, the P stands for physical silver. It is backed by physical silver. The way this works is that they have a certain amount and, and what happens is generally it trades at a premium and they buy a whole bunch more extra silver to, to back the, to back the ETF. And, and then it comes back down to, you know, more of a one-to-one representation of the price to the physical ounce of silver and vice versa. It can go the other direction as well. But PSOV has done quite a bit of buying as well. Um, and, and, and again, these are just two ETFs. There's plenty of other ETFs out there. Now we do have to ask, you know, in terms of this big move into silver is, is this really a move into silver by SLV? You know, they're allegedly purchasing the silver, but is any silver actually being moved? The title might be changed, but when we're talking about the silver, um, that, that is part of this SLV ETF, it's not like there's this warehouse that was halfway full of thousand ounce silver bars. And, and in the last week, uh, you know, SLV iShares has suddenly put in an order for an extra, you know, 110 million, 40,050 ounces to be added to that warehouse. That's not how it is at all, actually. Um, this is silver that's not changing hands. It's just changing title. And, you know, you have to also be suspicious when we're talking about this silver that whether it's in the COMEX or the LBMA, and this goes for gold as well. Um, you know, how much of this is rehypothecated? How much of this has more than one claim on it? Um, be- because what we're seeing with this massive move into silver by the SLV, that's not necessarily, the, you know, the ability to source that much physical silver is surprising because, well, generally you can't del- take delivery on that much silver in the COMEX. And, and in terms of physical demand by retail investors like you and I, no, I mean, silver is, it's sold out mostly at the retail level just in the past week, right? And, and companies that are selling it are having very difficult time sourcing. The U.S. Mint is having a tough time sourcing it. If, if, you know, we're, we're to kind of extrapolate on, on their, their own announces about their, their, you know, them having difficulty. Maybe part of it's sourcing. Maybe part of it is, is production of, of silver and gold coins. Um, but they're having trouble meeting that demand. Are we to believe that the SLV some, can somehow in one week source 110 plus million ounces of silver? No, it's just changing title, right? Uh, now, as I said at the beginning of today's podcast, this is not the colossal move that I have my eye on, though. Because, hey, guess what? This massive move into SLV happened. You know, if silver doesn't move up significantly in the next week or two, uh, we can probably see some of that silver leave the SLV. Um, and, and, and as a whole, I mean, that, that hasn't really driven up the paper price of silver, right? Markets moved up and they're back down again, right? You can say it's manipulation probably is, but I mean, the, the, the point of it is, is that, you know, if, if you're playing a paper game, you, you know, the paper markets and the silver market, you're, you're not going to beat them at their own game by trading paper ounces. Now, I'm not saying the SLV is something you guys absolutely shouldn't buy. You know, I I buy the SLV to, you know, take advantage of short-term moves, but that's not what I'm, you know, when when I think of long-term wealth preservation, and I know many people would scoff at that idea, and that's fine. You do you. Um, The idea of owning SLV or trading SLV. Uh, But but that's not my idea of, you know, how silver is going to preserve wealth or or be a huge... um, um, boon to those that that own it because ultimately you know if there is a huge short squeeze in silver 
if there is a big move up in silver, I think there's going to be a lot of people that I, I, I foresee the SLV trading at a significant discount to the, to the actual price of silver. Some would say that it already does. If you look at the physical price that retailers can get their hands on it at, which is, you know, we've seen massive premiums just in the last week or two. And, and speaking of, of retail investors, people like you and I, there's been a massive amount of, of demand for silver among retail investors in the past week. I want to put this in perspective. So we're talking about the SLV, 110 million ounces. Again, for perspective, roughly a billion ounces, maybe less actually in 2020, of silver is is brought onto the market each year through, you know, combined through through scrap, scrap uh, electronics and other products for silver, and of course, mining, right? So you're thinking a billion ounces roughly, just for rounding purposes. So about 11% right? Taken up of that yearly production in a week's time by one silver ETF, SLV. All right. So keep that number in mind, a billion ounces. Um, JM Bullion over the weekend was talking about this uh, on CNBC. Uh, he basically was, was talking about the massive amount of business that they were doing over the weekend. And, and this was mirrored by the other major, you know, retailers by, you know, SD Bullion and Appmax and Provident and, and I'm sure many, many others, Scottsdale Silver and, and many other smaller mints, smaller dealers, local coin shops, etc. But JM Bullion alone, which is, you know, I think the largest, maybe the second largest, I forget if they're bigger than Appmax or not in terms of, of how much business they do. Um, silver and gold wise. This is a quote from him. We often do 1 million on a weekend, but on Sunday alone, we did 27 million ounces in sales. 27 million ounces. And that's just JM Bullion. You know, I, I don't know the data. They, they probably not can give it out right now for SD Bullion and for AppMax and for Provident in Scottsdale and all the other eBay real retailers and, and other websites, um, you know, Kitco, uh, Mike Maloney's, you know, goldsilver.com or whatever it's called. Um, there's quite a few other large retailers out there um, that, that you can source your metals from. And of course, the local coin shops, 27 million just from JM Bullion, right? I mean, if you just put a number, let's say on average between SD Bullion, AppMex, and, and, you know, pick your other dealer, let's say they did another... 10 million each on average, you know, that's another 30 million or we're talking 50 plus almost 60 million ounces, you know, coin shops, you know, many of them have done thousands of ounces in the last week and check how many coin shops there are across the country, probably thousands, um, eBay, you know, dealers and whatnot. This is a massive amount of physical demand for silver. We're talking in the last week, we're, we're talking a hundred million, 150, 200 million ounces. And this is um, this is to some extent mirrored by, by the data from the U S mint, though they're, they're having trouble getting enough, you know, silver out the door hundred, let's say, let's say in a week span, I would not at all be surprised if since last week, a hundred million physical ounces of silver have been bought by retailers in the U S alone. And it well, it, it could very well exceed that. Right. Again, a billion ounces is brought into, to, to, you know, onto the market each year. And a majority of that, by the way, goes to industrial purposes, right? And then the rest is left over for things like, like, uh, uh, silverware and, and dishes in, in some countries like India, very popular to buy those things. And of course, jewelry, um, again, in India, very popular and they use it pretty heavily in, in large amounts, larger than, than maybe here in the United States. 
right? So that leaves, you know, I, I forget the exact percentage, you know, 25% at most for, for investment demand, coins and bars, 250 million ounces. Well, hey, guess what? Since the new year, that's probably been bought up, right? I mean, you have to remember that this last month of of buying in, in, in the physical silver market is on top of a 2020 in which we saw huge amounts of physical silver being bought by, by retail investors, by people like you and I, by stackers, right? Not just SLV. I'm not talking SLV or PSLV or, or putting in a vault. I'm talking people taking delivery of their metals. That is colossal. That is huge. And that is, you know, it's that type of demand, which partially led to the run up in 2018. 2010, 2011, it's that kind of demand that is ultimately going to move this market one way or another, whether it's a COMEX shooting up uh, and, 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 and halting deliveries and just doing cash settlement, or if it's um, the COMEX and SLV not shooting up and, and real physical silver does. I mean, we, we have to understand when I say physical silver, there are two different types of, of physical silver markets. There's There's the retail side for like you and I, which generally does trade at a premium. And and that premium is not always going to actually reflect the price of physical silver. What I mean by that is, is if you do have a huge move into silver, and let's say you have a $10 premium on a generic ounce of silver, that does not mean that the price of physical silver is actually $10 more than spot. It means that for that one ounce coin it is, right? Uh, be, because, you know, when retailers move in big, in a big way towards retail investors and in, into, to fiscal silver, you know, you're going to have the one ounce, the 10 ounce bars, the, the hundred ounce bars, you're going to have those sell out rapidly and you're going to have a premium. What, what really we need to keep an eye on is not just that, but also more of like wholesale costs relative to spot among the wholesale, uh, retailers, people that supply local coin shops or supply, um, these, these online retailers. Um, and then of course, physical silver, uh, the price that, that, uh, you know, I- industries is paying for, you know, some of that's going to be on the, the COMEX and similar markets, uh, where they're, they're, you know, buying futures as a hedge and sometimes they take delivery, sometimes not. Um, but, but when you do see, you know, people in, in industry buying thousand ounce, not one ounce, not 10 ounce, but thousand ounce bars, um, for delivery for, for industrial purposes. And you see that at a hefty premium. You know, that's the other possibility here is that you just have a divergence between paper and physical. But it's good. I mean, I, I can't say for sure it's going up. I, none of this should be taken as financial advice or anything like that. But, but when you look at this and you look at, you know, how much the SLV is allegedly, you know, allocating, how, how many ounces they're allegedly buying or at least buying the title for. And then you compound that with how much physical silver is being bought in the U.S. alone from these online retailers and from local coin shops. And then, of course, you can add, you know, um, demand in places like Canada, Europe, India, elsewhere. I mean, that is huge. And, and, and the thing about physical silver is that unlike with SLV, you know, I can buy SLV one minute and I can sell it five minutes later if I want to. With physical silver, it is obviously more of a process. And I think what we're going to see in, in the next couple of months is that there's been a lot of people that have woken up to this idea of physical precious metals just in the last week or two, right? I think they came for the short squeeze and they stayed for the fundamentals and they stayed for maybe even some of the you know uh, ideology behind 
physical metals versus, you know, fiat currency and whatnot. I mean, that was the case uh, in the past. Hey, do you want to know when I got in the silver market? 2016, summer 2016, post-Brexit. Post or pre-Brexit. Eh, I think it was right after Brexit. Um, it was a big move up. There was a lot of momentum at the time. It was a move above $20 an ounce. It came down. But that was what, what got me stuck. Hey, there's a lot of people that got into it in 2009, 10, 11. Some of them, unfortunately, bought, you know, 30, 40 plus dollar an ounce silver. But a lot of them stayed in. A lot, you know, have since become delusioned. Disillusioned, sorry. Disillusioned. But a lot have stayed in the market. You know, there's a lot of people that came in the market because of QE. A lot of people that came in the market because of Obama, actually, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of people that come in the market because of of, of yelling at, at, at Treasury. There's going to be a lot that will come in because of Biden in the White House instead of Trump. Even if, if you and I can maybe say, like, well, okay, come on, like, two sides of the same coin when it comes to inflation and, and, and monetary and fiscal policy and all that. But hey, believe me, people are going to do that. And I mean, I'm not going to fault them for that, actually. I mean, it, it makes good. Democrats probably will run up the debt faster than, than a Republican administration would. Um, and they tend to stay. Not everyone. But they tend to stay. And I think 2021 is is shaping up to be a big year for silver. That in the paper markets, this short squeeze is is over for the time being. Uh, I think it's just starting in the physical side. And the physical side is what will, you know, win the day. As always, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's podcast. And God bless.